It's been a fucking while. It really has. We uh, took a break to shoot a little movie. That's not done shooting. Is it little? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a decently okay sized movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's not about the size. It's about the motion of the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I was thinking. Thank you. Yeah, of course. But um. You see, you know what I'm thrilled about? Mm. I'm thrilled that the entire audience has been waiting for a new reaction video, and instead they got this. Give the people what they want. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Arikio. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, because you want to hear our uncensored Unfiltered. thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news. So kick back. Relax. And thank you for being part of the conversation. Dude, I thought we fucking nailed that. Nailed it immediately. After so much time. Right back into it. And I'll let the viewers know, just off camera is our amazing producer on most of our short films and actress in some of them, Vittoria Resonetti. I, I am very happy to be back. And, you know, there was so much news. That we missed. There, we we can't we can't we can't do all the news, you guys. But, but we, we're damn sure gonna try. No, we're not. We're all not, right, we're not here even, we go. Let's go, Doctor Strange review. <laughs> we're not even gonna try to do that. We just watched Moon Knight episode one. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, we did keep some stories that I really wanted to talk about and some some recent news. So it's not gonna all be old stuff. But um, let's all right. Let's let's sh- should I should I start off with happy or should I start off with Lukewarm, or should I start off with sad? Lukewarm. Lukewarm. You guys know... The internal temperature of a tom-tom. That's fucking funny. As you guys know, I'm a huge fan of the Scream franchise. And I, I especially... I really like the most recent Scream film, the fifth film. I said start with lukewarm. This is lukewarm. What's sad? <laughs> I don't know. Um, we were very excited that they were going to be doing Scream 6. And so this is going to be good news followed by lukewarm because I just remembered something else. Mm-hmm. Hayden Penetary coming back. Yeah, she is. From Scream 4. We knew she was alive. We always knew. And they said thank you. They did that for us, Nick. I thought you were just going to go, they're doing a Scream 6. <laughs> no, but we, we did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Here's the unfortunate part. Um, apparently, salary negotiations have broken down with Nev Campbell. And as of today, she is not returning for Scream 6. She publicly spoke to Variety and several other outlets about it, commenting as such, saying that, hey, there was a pay disparity. I think I bring a certain value to the franchise. It's not the value they offered me. I said no. She told fans at a convention that it was a script thing. But, you know, I wouldn't I'll, I wouldn't go to a convention and be like, they're not paying me either. So I get yeah, it. That's, but that's fair. <laughs> but I do think that it's a shame. The reason why it upsets me, because had they announced after Scream 5, like, hey, we have a story and Sydney's just not the character of Sydney's just not part of it. Mm-hmm. I would have been completely OK with that, because I think at the end of Scream 5, you could go that direction. I mean, I think Sydney's arc felt very complete after that she yeah. survived left yeah. came back helped a new generation survive and yeah and you go on yeah but what upsets me is that she was part of the story mm-hmm. and now the story of the film is gonna have to change and suffer because she won't be there 
Where did they leave her off at five? I don't remember. Um, did she just kind of leave? Yeah. But my my worry is, because here's what we do know. We know that the, f- the four survivors of the film are coming back. Mm-hmm. And we know that Courtney Cox is coming back. Yes. Nev Campbell, clearly they had a plan for her. And like I said before, if it was a plan from the beginning, like, hey, not this one, that makes sense. Because something that I will say that as a Scream fan that I do expect from these movies, which I know you shouldn't really do, is have like like blatant expectations for how a movie should go. Mm-hmm. Nev Campbell has spoken this much herself and just said, look, she's very protective of the character and she can never die. Sydney cannot die because she is a survivor. That is her whole thing. Mm-hmm. And at least now we know it wouldn't have been because of that. Because I have a feeling Sid Nev Campbell straight up would have said, she fucking died in the script, and I know. You know, like, I feel yeah. like she would have just said that. So, I don't know. Part of me thinks that this is just very public negotiating. Mm. Of, like, I'm not going to be there. And Twitter had a field day with her saying that. Yeah. So, maybe they finally give the woman the money she deserves. Give her fucking money. But... What are your thoughts on Nev Campbell not being there? Oh, and I want to add a little tea. I don't don't take this as fact. I've heard that production was supposed to start in next month, mm-hmm. and I've heard that it has now been delayed to September because mm-hmm. they got to figure out what the fuck to do. I mean, I think that she is synonymous with the franchise, mm-hmm. as was Dewey and as was uh, uh, Courtney Cox's character. Yeah, Gail. So, Gail. And and and, and, and it's one of the few horror franchises where consistent characters kept coming back exactly. for every and, and, film. And, and it's like Glory yeah. with the Halloweens. Yeah. Um, but I mean, money's money. I'm sure they paid her a pretty penny to even think about coming back. Mm-hmm. You got to pay her what she she wants. It's it's her franchise. Yeah. I mean, I know the studio owns, but it, like yeah. it, it is. It she's Sydney. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, it could work without, like I said, I felt like the way 5 ended with her just kind of going back, and I'd be fine just seeing the new cast of characters. Yeah. I thought they were all fantastic. I agree. And you're getting Hayden Panettiere back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just seems like, what more could they do with Sydney if she has to survive every movie? You know, at what point does, and, and with the way the originals were spaced out and everything, it worked. Yeah. With timing and everything, but it's like now back to back, like, oh, she yeah. survives again. And again. Yeah. Because, like, again, my quarrel isn't with her not being in it. It's yeah. that she was going to be in it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's, that's that, the... you know, because now I'm curious. Now, obviously, this isn't going to be a big deal if she was going to be in a scene. Yeah. Or two scenes. But it worries me that production is allegedly delayed because now I'm thinking if she would have said no, because, like, if it was a cameo, you don't, you know, no one's going to ask for an insane amount of money for a cameo. Yeah. So if she said no to the role because of money, that must mean she was going to be shooting enough days for her to be like, come on. She was in it. Yeah. yeah. She was in it. And that's what, that's what concerns me about the story. Five. She was in a decent amount. Yeah. Um, could it also, <laughs> I, it's not, but it'd be funny if it was just some sort of viral marketing for like scream seven. <laughs> where it's like, good. Oh, she leaves the franchise. And then she's back, and now baby. She's back, yeah. baby. Yeah. That'd be, which if that's the case and they're like yeah we can work this like let's yeah. not have her in this one and then seven we just yeah. give her everything she wants and, and then the thing that shocks me about this whole thing is she from all accounts from her end and from the writers and directors and she had a great time on the new one yeah and like everyone had a, apparently it was a blast, a blast of a set yeah and that makes me like 
I feel bad for the filmmakers and for her now because I'm sure this is strictly from a producer and studio level of like, we have a budget. We're not going over the budget to pay you. And mm-hmm. she's like, guys, I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, but I'm sending fucking Prescott. Prescott. Exactly. Of course and it, <laughs> yes. And it's just, you know, I, I'm hoping, like I said, that it's public negotiation and that two, three weeks go by and surprise Sydney is in it. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys think about this? Let us, do, let us, God, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> or hear me out. Scream zombies where everyone is dead and they come back to life. Paramount, hire him. That's all I also, ask. Also, just scream, in, scream at a ski resort. I want to see Ghostface on skis. Stabbing him with the, the fucking... Yes, button. dude, right yeah, here. Come on. That'd be incredible. That's right. I Look, I just want you the... You can f- call it scree, scree, Scheme. scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and, and... Oh, my God. You know what? I still want this new movie to be called Scream 2, comma, 2. Or colon 2. Scream T-O-O. Yeah, Scream 2, 2. Scream 2, 2. I like... I like how i wrote it on our notes yes six scream six i'm very i'm very upset upset that it wasn't scrifive or scrifive them scrifive them yeah or or five cream take three and five cream yes yeah anyways moving on to our next story uh let's go let's go with something sad let's let's bring it down then bring it up after that so we don't hold hold on you didn't start with the box office. I know because the box office makes me very happy, and I am <laughs> and I am saving it. Okay, I just want to make sure there we don't, is we're not breaking formula. Oh here. no, okay. there is fucking gnarly box office news that yes. I'm going to talk about. Anyways, sadness time. We don't cover a whole lot of celebrity deaths on the show; mm-hmm. very rare ones. But um, Ray Liotta passed away recently. Yes, and it was very sudden. If he was filming a movie, shot, said good night, everyone. I'll see you in the morning. Didn't wake up horrifying right and he was just such a prolific and great actor that it was just he was someone like i really liked and respected and just kind of wasn't ready Mm -hmm. like i was just like oh my god like i'm never gonna see another ray liotta film like that hurts he was fucking excellent in marriage story that's the most recent movie i can think i saw him in I think so as well, yeah. And like he, he was terrific in that as yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. And I re- Hannah and I were recently watching I was tr- we were trying I was trying to get her on some Scorsese mm-hmm. and we watched Goodfellas recently for the first time like a few months ago. Classic. And it's like made him. He's so good in that. And it was just I it made me sad and I wanted to share it. Wild Hogs. I, I forgot I, about I, Wild Hogs. I love Hog. him in Wild Hogs. That movie's hysterical. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I'll, it I'll is. I'll fight anyone it on is. that. And Ray yeah. Liotta is, like, if you rewatch that movie, the comedic timing that Ray Liotta has, especially coming from, like, these gangster movies where he's the tough guy, and he's the tough guy biker, but just his comedic timing. Fine. I'll break his hands. <laughs> uh, pay him the money. No. <laughs> That's oh, such a good movie. What a fun movie. No, but but I, I was very sad about Ray Liotta passing away. So, you know. Let us know in the comments what your favorite Ray Liotta performance and movie is to honor him. All right. Let's move on to some cool movie news that dropped just uh, yester- yesterday, I think. Yesterday. Um, there's a very successful 2019 film called Joker. Maybe you've heard of it. I have, yes. It made over a billion dollars on a budget of a little over 60 million, I think, which is... I didn't know Joker made a billion. Yeah. Oh, good, good for Joker. Yeah, very, very good. This makes sense for our story. Yes. 
because <laughs> uh, it was planned as a one and done movie, mm-hmm. an Elseworlds kind of thing, and its own separate part of the DC multiverse, its own universe. They were like, this is going to be great. Got nominated for a bunch of Oscars, won a couple Oscars, and then it made a billion dollars. And Warner Brothers was like, hey, hey. How much? Hey. Like, that was that was a lot. That was a lot of money. Okay. That was a bunch. That was a lot. Okay. And we really are hoping that you can do it again with the same budget and same results, please. That, that That's pretty much what they said. Oh, yeah. And But the good news is, and here's what's really shocking me, because I didn't think the sequel would happen just because of Joaquin Phoenix. Because mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is very, very adamant. He's one of the few actors who can pick his projects and be picky. Yeah. And, like, he's very specific about the type of projects. Like, if he doesn't like the script, that's it. Like, he's not in. Yeah. And, like... He doesn't even try to work with it. It's yeah. Like, like no. for example, um, he was in final, not, like... Pre- initial talk he was in final negotiations in 2014 or 15 mm-hmm. to play dr strange really and in the final contract moment he was like what's this multi-picture shit yeah and they were like oh well, we have a plan you know you got to be in the next avengers movie and he was like no and left like was that close holy crap because he doesn't do that yeah. like he's just not what he does <laughs> Imagine Joaquin Phoenix. I can. In Spider Man No Way Home. Yes. Saying Scooby Doo this shit. Uh, yeah. I, I want to live in that multiverse. <laughs> so badly. But, but anyway, to my surprise, a new Joker film has been announced. The script is finished. And, Wa- and Todd Phillips confirmed that Joaquin Phoenix is back. He posted it on Instagram. You can look it up and find it. Mm-hmm. And the working title for the film, I don't remember how it's pronounced. It's, it's the one on our list. You put it on there? I did. It's not Joker 2. It's Morbin Time. That's <laughs> should, not, that's not the title it, of the well, film. it should be. <laughs> um, it's like fully a adieu or something? It is, um, yeah, fully adieu. Fully adieu. Hey. And what that means is, it is a, yes, it's French. It is a, I believe it's French. I hope so. I think so. It is a psychological disorder, and it means madness for two. Mm-hmm. And what, what it is, is when two people share the same delusion. Mm-hmm. That's what that mental illness is. <coughs> My initial thought, right, mm-hmm. is, oh, they're going to do their own version of Har- Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Madness for two. A shared delusion. That's what it yeah. is. It's when two people have the exact same delusion. Harley Quinn makes sense. But recently, um, Willem Dafoe was doing an interview. Oh. And this was just a few weeks ago. I'm pulling this from GQ. Okay. Because I remember this. This was in June. Oh, the article came out recently. But... This happened a long time ago. Willem Dafoe has fantasized about playing a Joker imposter opposite Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. And this is what he said in the interview. Okay, go off, Willem. He said, There is something interesting about, like, if there was a Joker imposter. So it would be possible to have not dueling Jokers, but someone that claims to be the Joker that isn't the Joker. And that kind of opens up the possibility of an interesting do- story, particularly if you had Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. And you had someone who is either imit. imit- 
imitating or riffing off of what he did. I fantasized about that. But other than that, I'm not talking to anybody about it. You're the first one. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking. So what would it? What would that kind of be like? Walking Phoenix Joker being like, who the fuck's this clown? Yes. Literally. Literally. So I'm thinking maybe Willem Dafoe a few months ago knew something that we didn't. Mm. Thoughts. <laughs> so there's a, a comic storyline that came out in recent years mm-hmm. called, I think it was The Three Jokers. Yes. That'd be really funny if they're just building it up movie by movie. <laughs> and then there's Joker 3 where there's just three Jokers. Y- yes. Uh, no, I, I mean... It's interesting to say that my mind does go to Harley, but that, that's where mine initially went as well. But here's my only thing about Harley mm-hmm. uh, is that this is an Elseworld movie, right? They've established that Margot Robbie owns that character. Yeah, and and not saying like no one else can play Harley that, but like she's so successful within the DC universe. Would Warner Brothers even want to like consider? trying to have another Harley going. Can I ask you something? How many Batmans are there right now? In twenty, okay. Starting in 2023, how many Batmans are there? That's, there's a lot of Batmans. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that, that's valid, but do you think that he could be doing a Batman? Where it's like a fucked up take on Batman? Ooh, what that's, if the shared delusion is Batman? Is Batman and Joker each having delusions? But this movie would have to take place like 20 years after the first Joker because oh, Batman was a kid. Yeah, but Joaquin Phoenix can look the same. Yeah. I think. We'll see. We'll see. So your mind goes to Harley or another Joker? Initially it went to Harley. I just remembered those Willem yeah. Dafoe comments. I was like, oh, it could be that. But It'd be interesting. It, it could be neither of this, by who, the way. Who, it could be fucking none of this. But it's just thought I it hope was curious. The Joker's twin brother, and it's just walking Phoenix, Phoenix in a again. split role. Yes, that's what I want. I think it's very interesting that title makes sense for how the first one. Yeah. Was um, I'm glad Joaquin Phoenix wanted to come back, especially if he's particular. And yeah, uh, I'm curious as more stuff develops and more casting, Look. and I just want to know if we're gonna get like some of the people back, like uh, uh, Zazie Beats, Zazie Beats, or uh, oh my god, who was. Who was um Thomas Wayne? Oh, oh, um, well, well, he got shot and killed. Yeah, but flashback. <laughs> but flashback. I that's how that movie ended. Yeah, yeah that's right. Was it Chris Cooper? It wasn't Chris Cooper. It might have been Chris Cooper. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. My brain. You yeah. know what? I have a computer in front of me. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Uh, uh, but then my mind just jumps into. I mean, obviously, if you go with another Joker, you go to Willem Dafoe. Um. You know what people have been have been saying? Um, people really like that guy who's on Stranger Things this season. I saw a bunch of people fan casting him as the Joker. Uh, which guy? Uh, the friendly orderly that Eleven is with. Oh yeah. He gave me a young Willem Dafoe vibe. I want him to be Freddy Krueger personally. See, people immediately went to Joker because everyone's got to be like, right? Yeah. I think he would fucking knock Jonathan Crane out the park. Oh, yeah. That is Scarecrow if I've ever seen one. Fuck, yeah. Oh, Scarecrow. That Now, that would be cool for Joker, too. Scarecrow? Oh, the gas given the... At Arkham. I forget. He's at Arkham. Yeah, they could have a bunch of cameos. No, you know They're what? They're not going to. Brett but... Cullen was Thomas Wayne. Brett Cullen. But... Well, he looks like Chris Cooper. Yeah, he does. But you, you know what? 
Joker was a really grounded and realistic yeah. take in the very like 1970s Scorsese in New York. Mm-hmm. And I think with that vibe, with that realism, I think the only reasonable solution for the sequel is definitely Killer Croc. <laughs> Clayface. <laughs> Clayface. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is with like the way that Joker was played and everything and the world that he <laughs> built, a lot of the stuff in the Batman mythos seems very out of place. Like, yeah. even with Matt Reeves' Batman, it was still a very grounded take, mm-hmm. but it was still fantastical. Yeah. Like, Gotham felt like a real place, but also a place that does not exist. Yes. Which was a very hard, like, balancing act to pull off. Big agree. But Joker could just be New York. Or, you know, like, that guy could exist. Yes. He does. I've met him. <laughs> happened to my buddy Eric. Happened to my buddy Eric once. <laughs> it's gonna happen to him twice. Yeah. Um... But it's like, what other villains can take that kind of approach, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, do you have him go up against... Does, he, does Joker need a villain? No. You know what I mean? It, so, here's society. what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Society is the villain, yes. Society is the villain. Here's what I'm thinking. You know this movie's got to be good if the green light survived the acts of Zaslav. <laughs> it survived the acts acts of... It thirsts for blood. blood. It, it survived that. Todd Phillips had a good enough idea that he wanted to come. Did he, Chris, Todd Phillips write him as well? Yes. Todd Phillips had a good enough idea to come back, and Joaquin Phoenix is the check there. Yeah. If it got to him. Listen, I, I know that he's very particular about scripts, and that's 99% of the time what he goes off of, but man, man I, I want to know how much he's getting paid. I want to know how much paid. he's getting paid. Like, yeah. how much did he get paid on the first if it was only a budget of 60? I can look that up. How much was Joaquin? Phoenix paid for Joker. He was paid. Mm. I don't think they do Riddler that quick back to back. And also like that Riddler could exist too. So I feel like how do you do something different again? He made $4.5 million. Oh, that dude's getting 10. Yo, apparently he earned 4.5 plus box office points. That's a, that's a smart man. He made some money. Oh, that dude's getting eight with box office again. Oh, no. He's getting more than that. More than eight? Yeah. Double? You don't think so? For the... I think ten. I think ten was... You think ten was right? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Ten plus box office? He's probably going to get a producer credit, too. I wouldn't be surprised. He'll probably get a, probably get a producer credit. Yeah. That, that's fair. No, no, you can talk. What's up? In my head. <laughs> <laughs> she's talking to us. Yeah, she's yeah, she, no, no, no. Yeah. no, but it's funny because uh, Kyler says he can't wa- he can't listen or watch the show anymore because when he drives he tries to talk back and he's like, oh fuck, they're not here. It's <laughs> very stressful. Like, <laughs> listening, like watching podcasts, I'm like, I have so much to say. Yeah. I used to do that all the time with the that uh, movie fights. Yes. Yelling, oh my god. I'd be yelling in my car, going, "Are you insane?" <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, shame. But yes, what do you guys think about Joker 2 happening? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. Um, in, t- in tune with the news that happened recently, this one came out fucking today. Ooh. You like Zack Snyder. I have known to enjoy some of his work, yes. Same. Mm-hmm. What was funny? <laughs> you guys are fucking obsessed. <laughs> not okay. obsessed. Okay, I, I am not. I enjoy his Justice League. His Justice League was great. Watchman was good. Watchman. The Watchman was good. And I did not care for Army of Darkness. You mean Army of the Dead? 
Yes, I mean army. You on you you Darkness. on the record said you I, do not care yeah, about cl- army cl- of Darkness. Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Don't <laughs> clip! Don't clip! Don't clip! Don't clip! No, um, uh, I don't. I think that's really all I've seen from him. Oh, Man of Steel, it was fine. BVS was good. I really like Three Hundred. Uh, Watchmen's okay. The best thing he did was cast Ben Affleck as Batman. True. I I really like the extended edition of Batman v Superman, and I I really 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 like Man of Steel. Um, so I'm trying to think of. I've never, I've never, I was told to avoid Sucker Punch, so I've never watched it. <gasps> That's Zack Snyder? Yeah. Oh my god. That made me when I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my whole identity. Go Sucker Punch. God, you're obsessed with Zack Snyder, Victoria. It's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> oh, and of course, I loved Zack Snyder Justice League. But, um. It's okay. I like the whole three of his movies. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's there's another one he did that it's not ringing a bell. Oh, his Dawn of the Dead remake was good. Never saw it. It's good. James Gunn wrote it. Mm. Very good. Anyway. He also mm. wrote Scooby-Doo. Yes, he did. And Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> yes, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Zack Snyder has a new film coming out. <laughs> this is a fucking mess. <laughs> called, uh, Re- called Rebel Moon. Mm-hmm. That you're aware of. Yeah, I know. And... There was a casting that happened today. Would this you... fucking threw me for a loop. I saw this and I was yeah. like, it got part on. That Zack Snyder just posted. Yeah. Would you like to tell the good people uh, the casting? Uh, other than adding to a cast of Sofia Botella, Digimon Hanzu, Ray Fisher, and other people whose names I'm not currently remembering. Oscar winner, Sir Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> has joined the cast of Zack Snyder's sci-fi epic space movie rebel moon and he's fucking playing a robot king odin father of thor odin's son hannibal lecter hannibal lecter from the silencio of the lambs (laughs) can you guys believe that shit (laughs) i can't fucking stand you dude i swear to god how much do you think he got paid oh a lot right yeah. What's the budget on this right uh, No, no, no. But, okay, but I also want to bring this up, too. You know what's funny? Mm. Netflix is sparing no expense on that movie. Recently, they've announced that they're going to cut back on their vanity projects. So right when Zack Snyder thought, finally, a studio that's going to respect me, fucking this shit's going to happen. And I, it's... Okay, listen, I got a bone to pick with Netflix, though. Oh, uh, go for and it. it's going to happen with Rebel Moon, too. The Netflix marketing team is absolute garbage. Oh, horrible, yeah. They have a movie coming out next month that has had one trailer and a set of teaser posters that is their highest budgeted movie of, I think, $200 million. The Gray Man. The Gray Man, starring three of the biggest actors working right now, Chris Evans, the Captain America, Ryan Gosling, The Drive, (laughs) and Ana de Armas, The Love of My Life. And it is directed... By the Russo brothers, who have made little movies, such as Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, written by the writers who wrote little movies, such as Captain America the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame, which this team has two of the highest grossing movies of all time. And you're going to give them one trailer a month before the movie? And you dump $200 million into it? 
Zack Snyder's lucky if he gets a teaser poster. The dryer. <laughs> <laughs> that broke you. Dude, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't had happiness like that in ages. <laughs> oh. Great rant, by the way. Everything you said was true. I was listening. I promise. That's fair, yeah. Great man looks good. I think it looks great. What do you know from the clip we've seen? What do you guys think about Rebel Moon <laughs> and the Gray Man? <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Are you guys excited for the movie? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that. Uh, okay. Uh, more news that happened today. Trailer for Black Adam. Goddamn right there was. And it was fucking good. Um, it's a good trailer. My favorite moment in the trailer is Dr. Fate. I think it's Dr. Fate talking to Black Adam and he says, superheroes don't kill people. And he just goes, well, I do. I do. And it was amazing. It was everything I needed. When he just decks the plane, the wing off that of the was plane. Great. Are you gonna be a hero? Or... <laughs> okay. Here, so, how is Shazam gonna beat him? That's what, what the I want to know. Shazam? They are totally setting up for be Black Adam Superman, right? Yeah. If only they would get Henry Cavill back. Zaslav wants him. <laughs> the axe. The axe of Zaslav for blood. I'm just. I think. Yeah, I don't know what Shazam... I don't see how totally those two are going to work together, and maybe that's where the humor of Shazam comes in, is in the dichotomy. Yeah. Because we've seen plenty of movies where the villain can be playing straight. We've all seen Hitman's bodyguard and Gary Oldman. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I would, I'd be totally down to see Black Adam fight Superman. And Henry Cavill... Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson has been gunning for that, too. He's just had meetings with Henry Cavill. Remember, like, a while back, he just posted a photo well, of them drinking the thing. at his house, they and he was the, like, go they, on. they have the same manager. Yeah. And that manager's going to get paid if they make a Black Adam, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Black Adam Superman movie. Yeah. Um, I think the cast looks great. Uh, I'm super pumped for Dr. Fate. And then you get Pierce Brosnan, and I'm even more excited. What What I'm hoping they're setting up with the Superman thing mm -hmm. is I hope in Shazam 2, at some point towards the end of the movie, maybe in the post-credits, mm -hmm. It establishes that, like, Black Adam is there, and he's going to be the threat of Shazam 3. Yeah. And Shazam's like, oh, fuck, I can't fight this guy by myself. And the Shazam family's like, we can't help you, you know? Yeah. And then fucking... Vin Diesel. It's, the same, ex it's the same exact shot of... Yes. Yeah. It's the same exact shot of Superman from the Shazam 1 with no head. And he's like, will you help me? And the camera just... And you see Henry Cavill's face. You actually see him that, that time. That would be amazing. That'd be good. I hope we get another cameo that's just the body without the God, head. I hope like I so. hope we get Batflick, but it's just his body. That would be so fucking funny. Um, I just, I think it looks good. It just looks like an epic movie. It and, does. Uh, the Rock's been trying to make this for years, and I'm glad that I'm. I'm pre if if I'm not mistaken, they announced. Hold on, I'm gonna look up when they announced he yeah. was gonna play Black Adam. And I'm glad that even through however long it's been, that they were even able to find a way to tie it into the universe. I mean, it seems pretty isolated from everything, as do most of the DC movies. But um, I think it looks great. I just have one criticism that they didn't give him a black wig and a widow's peak. But that's what <laughs> sequels are for. Sure, buddy. Okay, listen, Black Adam's not showing up. The Rock may be cameos, but there's no way Black Adam 2 is happening in the next 10 years. Oh, probably not. But yeah, so it was announced at Black Adam that... Dwayne the Rock Johnson was going to play Black Adam in September of 2014. That's insane. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So what did you guys think about the Black Adam trailer? Again, let us know in the comments. Moving on to other shit. Um, what we do in the shadows got renewed for seasons five and six. That's really good. And season four is about to premiere soon. Yeah, like next month or something. I was yeah. delighted by that. Yeah. That's just a quick one. I, lo- I love that show. Love that you love that world. It's a great show. I haven't I've, I haven't finished Wellington Paranormal yet. I I was worried with the most recent season because mm-hmm. Jermaine Clement, Clement. Mm-hmm. Uh, left. Yeah, but I I quite enjoyed the show still. It, it was still funny and apparently at least it doesn't seem like him leaving was like a creative or yeah just he's just or... like it's fine yeah because right. you know he hasn't been talking shit or they haven't been talking shit so mm-hmm. you know. It's all good. So, um, yes, that is what we do in the shadows. Renew for seasons five and six. Another quick bit of news. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to do this again because I said I did this with yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy. And I did this with Haley Steinfeld as well. Early on, both future wives of mine. But other uh, other than how gorgeous they are, I called early on that they were incredible actresses. And I was like, yo, this person Yes, specifically and Anya Taylor Joy, because when Haley Seinfeld did True Grit, the entire world was like, she's going to be yeah. something big. Anya Taylor Joy from The Witch and Split, I was like, she is fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then into Thoroughbreds, I'm like, she's still fucking good. And then now she is what she is. I haven't watched it. New mutants. <laughs> new, Jesus. new mutants. <laughs> which Dude, is in a few episodes. I haven't seen the most recent season. I think it, I think it comes out. Yeah, I know. No, no, what, like, oh, we gotta no what, what made me mad was um, when Queen's Gambit came out. I went to work, and someone was like, who is that actress? I've never seen her before, and I left the room. But anyways, <laughs> I said the same thing. You were in the room with me mm-hmm. when Borat 2 came out mm-hmm. about Maria Bakalova, the girl who plays Borat's daughter. I was like, holy shit. She is fucking phenomenal. Like, Phenomenal. Wasn't she nominated for an Oscar for that movie? I believe so, yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, she was. Check. Yeah, for Borat 2. She is that good in the movie. Yeah. She is that good. I watched it, and I remember you saying that, but I didn't know she had... And so, anyways, let me confirm that really quick. Yes, she was nominated. So, she has been cast in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. In an unknown role. And that movie's rap shooting, so she been cast. She she done been cast. So and some Scooper's not doing their work. I don't know any specifics. Mm-hmm. I just think that's exciting. By the way, Source James Gunn tweeted it. Yeah. Um Same with uh Ratcatcher. Yeah, Ratcatcher from Suicide Squad. Yep. Danny Daniela her, her, her name's Daniela on the poster. Mel, Daniela Melquire. Her name's on the poster. Hang on. Bottom left. Daniela Mel Melquire. Mel yes. Melchior. Mel yes. Melchior, yes. Um, yeah, I just think that that's lovely because she deserves more work and I'm excited for her. What did you guys think about Maria Bakalova joining Guardians 3 and the um, amazing actress from the Suicide Squad, Daniela Mel, what was it? Melshore? M- Melshore. Melshore. Mel Choir. Joining Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Let us know in the comments. Um, moving on to our next thing. Let's talk about the Fantastic Four, Nick. Released in 2015? No, no, not in oh. Fan 4 Stick. Released in 2003. No, no. We're talking about the upcoming one from Marvel Studios. Directed by John Watts. Was directed by John <laughs> Watts. Uh, he stepped away to direct a Star Wars TV show that actually sounds fucking awesome. It does. But, um... With Jude Law, come on. Come on. 
She gets it. I just want the holiday for the first time the other day. <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to pull, but all right. Honestly, you know my brain went immediately. Gattaca. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, dude. For some reason, I went Sherlock Holmes 2 Game of Shadows. I <laughs> too. But, but I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the first Sherlock Holmes. Hey, those are Guy Ritchie films, and they're fucking good. I know they are. You know what I just showed Ruben for the first time? What? The Gentleman. <gasps> he loved it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we good. fell asleep like halfway through, but it was mm-hmm. also like <coughs> 1 o'clock. Yeah. But he, but anyway. He finished it the next day. Fantastic Four. Yes. Um, It had a director change. And, you know, us being the audience thinking like, oh, they're going to announce like a new director sometime soon. Well, apparently, and this is according to every major source out there. I just didn't pull up the story. Save for Kevin Feige. Yeah. So basically, they are looking for a new director, obviously. But apparently, we're not. they don't expect to have one before, like, September. That's crazy. Because apparently, they are aiming for what every trade is calling, like, high names to direct Fantastic Four. Like, they are like, we want to get a fucking big name on this movie and apparently it's because kevin feige was not hands-on during doctor strange 2 because he worked with sam raimi early in his career and he's like my dude you got this right and he was like kevin yeah ron howard voice yeah he did in fact not Not have it (laughs) hey fuck you i love doctor strange 2 i was not a big Unfucking believable, right? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, debate for another day. Debate for another day. Um, I mean, I just want to say Sam Raimi deserves a smooch just for yeah, everything. Yeah, but yeah. But we'll, but I, we'll but, talk about that. No, but I understand. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he is like, holy crap, that was great. <laughs> like not having to worry about that. And I see a bunch of people commenting, like some saying, like, oh my god, he's not going to be as hands-on, the world's ending. Yeah. And some people just being like, he finally learned what a director is, huh? And I'm like, that's funny. But I think what it really is, is as we reported many months ago, Disney is now changing the hierarchy of who's in charge of what. And Kevin Feige now has direct bosses that aren't Bob Chapek. Like, he, he used to direct, he used to go directly to Alan Horn and Bob Iger. Now he has people above him. And I'm thinking, he now cannot be as involved in these projects to shepherd them because mm-hmm. he used to get young independent filmmakers and he's like hey don't worry about the big budgets i'm here we're gonna do this together and he doesn't have the time especially with all the tv shows and stuff going on now to necessarily be as involved in all that so he's like with sam i could just i felt more comfortable doing that because of what a great directory is i need to feel that comfortability on on this film on fantastic four yeah so I'm thinking that's why. Yeah, but see, given how the other fantastic movies have gone, I would have think M5 would have been like we need to we need to we need to monitor this. Yes. This is a Kevin Feige movie. Yeah, but but let's but let's also talk about Marvel Money. Marvel Money does do be good. They could get whoever they wanted. Who do you think they've reached out to? If you just had to spitball like two, three names. Robert Zemeckis. Okay. They've probably reached out to J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese, yep. <laughs> Yo, they should give it to the Game Night guys. True, but here's the thing. I would not be shocked if they've asked Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Dude, could you... 
<laughs> Could you dumb, imagine? Dumb implodes. But like, imagine Marvel's first family, a comic in the '60s when Spielberg was probably a kid, who yeah. has said on record many times what inspired him to make movies was Marvel comics, and just comics in general. Dude. Dude. There's no. That. There is no way. But apparently, they're going for that level. Like they are like. Like we want to say like. A Quentin Tarantino film. Like, yes. we want to fucking market the director. Yes. It's going to be interesting. See, I I don't know how I feel about it, because I think there's a lot of good names they could get. That's that true. Are, are up. Like, yeah. I know John Krasinski was fan-cast as Mr. Fantastic, and then, spoilers, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic uh-huh. for a cameo. Uh-huh. I think he's a great director with The Quiet Place. I'd yeah. totally be down for that. Give Bryce Dallas Howard anything. I mean, she deserves a Star Wars film, but yeah. I'd totally be down for her to watch her do Fantastic Four. Absolutely. Uh, it's Ron Howard. Ron, me- Ron Howard. Just just so I can watch him on the press tour, because that brings me so much joy. Ron Howard? Yes. He just likes making movies. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, fucking get a Daniel Espinosa in there. <laughs> did you just pull the director of Morbius? <laughs> yes, I did. I, I mean, I, 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 but then they're going to drop a name like Zemeckis or Spielberg yeah. and be like, fuck god yeah. damn it good for them yeah how the fuck how much money yeah 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 but you know i but but i i do think that it's because the power structure's changed and he's trying to prepare for that power structure i don't necessarily believe it's because he doesn't want to be as involved i don't yeah. think so at all i think he's just needs to shift focus yeah but it's a hell of a movie to do it on yeah well there i feel like he's under a lot of pressure to make that movie good mm-hmm. because there hasn't been a good there hasn't been a good one. Yeah. And it's like if Marvel Studios can't Do make it. Fantastic Four, then no one can make Fantastic Four. No, you can't try it again. Yeah. Even forty years from now when yeah. Marvel does a complete MCU is dead, you know, and you start redoing it, they'd be like mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But anyway, what do you guys think about the whole Fantastic Four director drama? Let us know in the comments as we move on to... Uh, we're going to do a quick little recap reviews of two shows going on right now. Kenobi Episode 4 and just Kenobi as a whole. And uh, Miss Marvel Episode 1, which we just watched right before this. So um, let's talk about Kenobi briefly. Yes. There's been a lot of criticism of this show. I think it's been fucking fantastic. I've enjoyed every second of it. I mean, now, it's there are some problems I have with it. The main problem I have with it is that some of the action blocking is off. Mm-hmm noticeably off now maybe just because i'm i'm an indie film and i work with blocking that i'm noticing it maybe there are casual tv and movie watchers who it's just maybe not mm-hmm. but to me the action blocking specifically has just been not timed well and it just seems not rehearsed mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that is bugging me about the show in a major way there's a couple little things here and there that I'm like, eh. But like overall, I think it's great, and I and and yeah. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked by some of the response of like people not enjoying the show. Yeah, I I think it's been really good. I I hope it's not being hindered by a lot of expectation of like expecting just yeah yeah Clone Wars live action. Yeah, because that's the sh- one the show never promised that, and yeah. two. Like what yeah, I don't and, and you know I mean especially what they pulled out the first episode I did not expect that character to be in it yeah yeah like, and that be the catalyst for the story and by the way the actor Tris is doing great it, it, playing both people who she's supposed to be beautiful great 
And oh, especially this last episode. Yeah. With like the whole yeah. interrogation. Yeah. But I awesome. mean, I think it's been, I think it's been great. I've enjoyed it. I mean, there's little things here and there, but also I try not to let just like. We're, we're not doing spoilers because she hasn't watched it yet, so we're being like yeah. vague as hell. I I, don't, <laughs> I I I I hate when it's like one scene is what's nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the Boba Fett show, yeah. but everyone just talks about like, oh my god, that chase scene was so bad, and it's like that ruins the show for you yeah like i'm i'm sorry yeah it's like go to any marvel movie you could pick out a scene where you're like yeah yeah was that it yeah that's 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 not why i disliked the boba fett show yeah and you're (laughs) you're gonna be like that that's why that's that's bad just look at that scene you're you're just cherry picking uh yeah an argument it's like and it i could get it if it was consistent yeah but there really hasn't been anything consistently like bad no like i said to me the only thing is the action blocking yeah and, like, I would give out specific examples, but I don't want to ruin it for her. But, yeah. Yeah, please watch it. I will watch it. With very low expectations for I did not like any other Star Wars show. And I have found them to be very lackluster as of right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't like Mandalorian. I did not like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I haven't liked any of them. Mm-hmm. Anything that came out. After the movies. After, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them. <laughs> but here's the thing. I have a lot of complaints. We've seen a lot of the movies together. I have yeah. A lot of shows have been just especially and again especially with the marvel shows coming out too and then you compare storytelling and then i'm yeah. like wow it's very yeah below <laughs> yeah like at least marvel concepts and, and development and it's just very disappointing yeah and like um another thing i'll say is i think the shows have been better than the the sequel trilogy already n- not nine maybe I, I still stand by seven and eight are good movies. I think I think they're on par with seven. I I'm not a big fan of eight. I, know. But I, I don't hate it for like the Yeah, yeah. We've we've had Yeah, we've had uh, we've spoken ad nauseum about yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Nine I don't really care for. Yeah. Um, nine was fucking awful. But I, I, I personally I really like Rogue One and I really like Solo and I love one third of Rogue One. I think these shows have been really, really good. I, I mean Boba I think Boba Fett's the weakest to me. I agree. Uh, especially because yeah. your best episodes were not involving him, not involving him, mm. and he needed to go to the Bacta tank, <laughs> uh, like a bantha. You know what I will give Boba Fett though? Huh? There were so many goddamn Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> you say that? You love them? I fucking love a Tuscan Raider, and the Mandalorian. They brought him in, and then yeah. Boba Fett brought him in again. So I'm just waiting for Kenobi to have a Tuscan Raider. What if there was a world Star Wars Marvel crossover that was just Tuscan Raiders and Skrulls? That War Machine has to fight them all? Yeah. War Machine and Babu Freak have to fight them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I... You know, I don't know what what people wanted from Kenobi. I, I'm i sad that it was not this. Because, dude, and... the acting on the show... Like, Ewan McGregor oh, is yeah. murdering it. Like amazing a fantastic yeah. now i one criticism i will say that i've agreed with that i read and i didn't think about it until i rewatched the some of the episodes and i was like oh the show the star wars shows in general are hind- are starting to be instead of using the volume as a tool they're being hindered by it and that mm-hmm. they have to shoot on it like i feel i feel like the shows feel like they have to shoot on it so there's not as much as dynamic camera and stuff that you can do because you're shooting in that volume stage. Mm-hmm. Where was Mandalorian season one? I thought it worked great. 
after that. It was used when it needed to be. Yes. Yeah. So. But now it's like basically they're in front of a green screen the whole time. Well, just the volume yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And it's one 2D moving. Yeah. I mean, not like, but how you can move the camera, you know. Yeah. Limits it. But, yes. Anyways, what did you guys think about the Obi-Wan show so far? Let us know. Now we're going to talk about Miss Marvel episode one because we just watched that shit right before we started. And uh, it was fucking delightful. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. And <clears throat> we are going to do some spoilers on this because she's seen it. So spoilers for Miss Marvel <laughs> episode one. Nicholas, we have a lot of great things to say about the show. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you say your big cheerworthy moment during the episode. They brought back Agent Cleary from No Way Home. <laughs> He's the DO Department of Damage Control agent who was interrogating Ned and Zendaya and Marissa Tomei. Jacob Batalon. I do know his name. I was going to say, you said everyone's real name except I know. Him. Ned, MJ, and Aunt May. And he was fantastic. And he was in it for five minutes. And I was like, I want more of this guy. And I didn't think it would happen because it was a Sony movie. And Sony's like, but he's ours. Because you know they were. <laughs> and Kevin Feige was like, no, he's mine. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's how you get Blade and Morbius too. You had to give Marvel Agent Cleary. Yes. Um, what a fair trade. And I love that they gave him the post credit scene. Because yeah. no one outside of, like, me. <laughs> is gonna know like oh my god that's agent cleary from no way home and immediately i just hope yeah yeah that was just great that made me happy yes i love it my favorite thing too is that guy doesn't know anything about marvel yeah he said in interviews he's like yeah john watts i just know him but he was like do you want to do this role i was like i don't know anything about the mc and he was like perfect (laughs) i just want you to come in and harass these children he was like you got it and now he's harassing this child that sounds bad yeah, he's going yeah yeah he's after miss marvel yeah he will get her but uh but going into the show um the the lead performance yes. amazing fantastic got me excited for the miss marvel sequel yes yes i'm very excited for that especially with neo, neo DaCosta directing yes. but um i i loved i love the directing of the episode there was a lot of very unlike the star wars shows there's a lot of very dynamic character movements it had it, had, it, it felt like it had a life of its own it was very stylistic, which normally I'm apprehensive about, but I think for the tone of the series, it worked wonderfully. I'm curious if that'll continue, if that was just supposed to kind of set a tone, and then it'll... You know, we'll see. I- I'd be fine stuff. either way. I, I I enjoyed it very much. Especially, like, the texting. It's yeah. just text on the screen. And, like, I, I buy their family unit. I buy her friendship. Yeah. I, I buy um, the... I, I'm liking the lived-in world the MCU finally feels. Mm-hmm. Like, with these other shows, when they, re- they would reference the snap... And I'm like, all right, we get it. Neat. The yeah. fucking the blip happened. Cool. Let's move on. And it finally feels like a lived-in world, like AvengerCon, which I know is from the comic books, but yeah. it's just like that whole thing and how they executed it was like, this feels. They changed that a lot too. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like a giant attack and. Yeah, yeah, but it's like this. Yeah. No, yeah. This will be. And you see all the different costumes. Yeah. And, and it's to, it it's it, and it finally just feels that way. Yeah. And. It's very grounded too. This show at least feels very like specific to a community. Yeah, but 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 really but, like. but it also and, and the reason why like people talk about diversity in film and, and TV and they yeah. talk about all these things and why this a show like this is why it's important both not only in front of but behind the camera mm-hmm. is because one the stories are going to feel authentic. Yeah, and two, 
the real reason why I love diversity in film and TV is because it shows while we are different and unique, we're still people and we still have the same family. Like for example, I identify her mom. I'm like, she reminds me of my fucking mom, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, you know, having these stories be represented and beyond, it's not to highlight how different people are. It's to highlight how similar human beings are. Yeah. And being able to see that and live in that and feel that is really nice. And just with anything, not just with this show. And I, I feel like, because what you don't want to do is pander to an audience. And something that the MCU has been nailing with, say, one or two scenes in a movie, they don't pander. Mm-hmm. They try to be as authentic as they can. Yeah. So. I, I think it was I Just all the characters I found just interesting and charming and very vibrant and real yeah like the 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 dad the mom like their whole dynamic the mm-hmm. dad just kind of being a goofball the brother yeah. just kind of existing yeah um and just the way everyone played off each other mm-hmm. was just really well and like her her and her friend like their relationship which is obviously gonna most likely butt into a romance yeah and that's and the thing is all of what you just said that's on performances too oh yeah. because in a story yeah. like this where you have to move you can only you only have time to write a scene where it's like, all right, in this scene, we establish they have a connection. Yeah. And from that, it's on the actors. And every single actor did yeah. great in establishing that and making it feel realistic. Well, that too, and just part of chemistry mm-hmm. on screen. And I'm not speaking just to like her and the friend, like as the potential lover, but like the family unit as a whole. A lot of that, just acting performance-wise, it it's a rhythm. You know, you can have chemistry, but you also need to be in sync. And with the way, like, these cameras were moving, like, all over the place, every movement was choreographed, and all the actors played it well. So now you're having to make a connection with a person, show that connection, and be able to move around each other and not feel like... So that's just it. And with that, it made them feel more like an actual family unit that exists, is just watching how quickly they can play off each other. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I find it really cool how in a lot of these movies when there's someone younger mm-hmm. um, coming into power or something like that, they usually eliminate the family. The family doesn't really know what's going on, yeah. and they find out, and they're like, whoa, what's going on? You know, like, let's protect you or whatever. But with her, and again, this was just my how I saw it, it feels very much like her mom knows exactly what's going on, mm-hmm. and this is going to come into play. And I yeah. think that's a very cool dynamic that we haven't necessarily seen mm-hmm. um and that's got me really excited well, yeah because they they established that the 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 uh i don't know the correct word for it but the like bracelet her, thing her, yeah her bracelet gave her the powers yeah. yeah and it was her grandmother's and her mom knew what that shit was when she yes. saw it yeah, yeah. so like and and there's someone else too who they're yeah. gonna talk about like in the family who something S- happened but clearly there's more to the story than just, oh, she was a rebel, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and so clearly there's also something, too, with it where the mom has clearly declined having the power yeah, or did not want the power or yeah. just did, genuinely did not know what her mom did. But mm-hmm. she saw that bracelet and was like, oh, yeah. no, my superhero daughter, obsessed daughter, is not getting that. To the attic. <laughs> yep, to the attic that goes. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where it where it all because i just want to know who the like if there's going to be a villain too because mm-hmm. like normally that's a big thing of like superhero mo- show and movie marketing it's like oh who's the villain well, the society villain could be 
Don't you dare disrespect Agent Clearing, Calmville. <laughs> he is a hardworking agent for the Department of Damage Control. Well, but he says bring her in. That he, you know what I mean? That he that, might. I don't know. This is there accurate. Might be some government Ma- agency wanted to do some testing. I, I, I am curious what it is because he was working for Damage Control, and Damage Control doesn't care for future superheroes. That's what I'm saying. Right? She did some damage at that convention. She did, yeah, sure, but what are they going to... Real damage. Yeah, but what, what I mean? can they do anything, you know? last person he brought in was Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. He did some damage. Yeah, yeah. God, I really... Uh, I wish they had conceived Agent Cleary sooner. Can you imagine he's the one that rolls up to Vulture's site and is like, this DOD, DODC jurisdiction. You and, and Vulture just decks him. Oh, and then, he just, and then he's not far from home. And yeah. then he comes back in... I would have been all about that. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's a good point, though. I could definitely see maybe the it's just Department of Damage Control got some funding because they took all of the Stark tech, and they were like, we're going to use this. Yo, what if they're using Stark drones to bring her in? They took all the drones from Mysteria. Ooh. Yo. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different connections that can be made with, with him. But I yeah. think ultimately he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Like maybe he's not even just like the bat, yeah. Like, oh my god! If he's a scroll this whole time, That's what I was were you about say. to say that? <laughs> god, I would love it if Agent Cleary was a scroll. How did he know Nick Fury was off world? He knew Nick Fury was off. Yep. <laughs> what if in Secret Invasion he's a fucking scroll? Dalton, if Agent Cleary, if Agent Cleary becomes a scroll, that'll be my Joker moment. <laughs> I'll quit my job and I'll go work for Kevin Feige. <laughs> under, under the Secret Invasion page on Letterboxd, I'll put this happened to my buddy Nick. This happened to my buddy Nick one. <laughs> I'll quit my job, work for Kevin Feige. He'll be like, what did it? Was it like Endgame? And be like, you made Agent Cleary a scroll. And he's like, yeah? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> God. No, I'm calling it. I, yeah, yes, I think it's going to be Cleary. I bet they're using Stark Tech to try to, to like, I bet the villain's going to be like, not not the villain being Tony Stark, but like, Vulture it, where they kind of have, like, Stark tech mm-hmm. now. That's my guess. It would give him a reason to bring in Captain Marvel. It would be like, I gotta help this little girl. Yeah, this child. I must defeat all of these drones. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. What did you guys think of Miss Marvel Episode 1? Let us know as we move on to our next story. Okay, Nick, okay, I can finally talk about the box office! Oh, my God. This guy's relentless. I don't know what movie came out that he's so excited about. So... First, let's talk about this little movie. Do you want to call T- Kenny Loggins before we get started? Oh, Kenny Loggins will be called. Don't worry about that. Because this box office is in the... Danger Zone! Thank you. Did it really... Uh, when you saw these numbers, did it uh, take your breath away? I fucking... I couldn't figure it out until right before you said it. But it was going to be the joke. Anyways, before we get into that, though, let's talk about a little movie that came out called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. That we didn't get to talk about because we were on hiatus. Yes. So, first of all, fucking phenomenal. Fantastic. Second of all, that movie started limited, went wide, and released. So the box office numbers throughout the weekend are going to be weird. Mm -hmm. But when it hit wide release, its second weekend, it went up. Up. Which rarely happens. And it kept doing that. And it would dip 
back and forth. And we were talking, like, for an indie movie, that's fantastic. Like, how much it made. I think it made... Fuck. Hang on. <laughs> um, you probably just clicked it right there, right? Oh, was it there? Number eight. No. Aha. Six, sorry. That's made 76 million worldwide, which for that movie is pretty good. What do you think the budget was? Less than that. Five bucks? Let's see. Everything. I'm going to give him a cool 25 mil. Everywhere. I think I think that's pretty That's my best close. guess. Boom. Ooh. Nailed it right on the Ooh, head, bro. Who's got the fucking box office down. Look out, Dalton. <laughs> Good job, good job. But yeah, they made three times their budget back. You know that's great. But Fantastic. but when but when that happened, we were talking. We we're like, you know what? It's still proof that the best marketing is word of mouth. Yeah. Can boy, oh boy, it. did a fucking movie <laughs> prove that? Oh my god! So Bad another guys. another yep. yes, another film came out called Top Gun Maverick, a movie that the first Top Gun is fine. It's fine. According to everyone who's my dad's age, it's the greatest film of all time. <laughs> it's it's good. It's I love a, I love Tony a, Scott a, as a director. He's just, really he, he's he's better Michael Bay, mm-hmm. and I think that we don't get to see his style often. So because you know he unfortunately passed away, but so being able to watch the original Top Gun and see like it, it's a nice slice of the eighties. It's very eighties. Yeah. It's fine. God, the new one's fucking phenomenal. That's a great movie. It is f- so fucking good, and like. Way better than it had any right to be. Yeah. And Tom Cruise don't fuck around. He man. does not. Scientology's w- on to something. Producer producer Tom Cruise does not fuck around. And I have a I have a fun little uh fun little number to show you. So when we talk on the show about what what is an average drop that you'd like to that is a good drop that, that you want to see for a movie from weekend one to weekend Anywhere two. Like forty to fifty, right? Is that about right? It's about 50, fifty to fifty five, fifty seven. It's pretty like if you have that drop, you're like, all right, good drop. Like that's that's what we like to see. Now with bigger films, the more money you make on opening weekend, the less likely you're gonna have that small drop because everyone fucking saw it on the opening weekend. Because it's a lot. Yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, for example, dropped sixty-eight percent. Holy crap! And that is the sixth highest-grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Avengers Endgame, I think, dropped around there, maybe even more, just because the entire universe saw that movie opening and weekend. That's the second highest-grossing movie of all time. Yes. Top Gun Maverick opened to over a hundred million dollars. I think it was one. Tw- it was it was like one twenty, one fifteen, something around there. For a movie that opened over a hundred million dollars, guess how much it dropped in weekend two. So you said fifty to fifty five was average. I'm gonna yeah. go because we're talking about this. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forty. Forty. That that'd be a hell of a drop, right? 40 is a good drop, yeah. It dropped 29%. Holy shit. That doesn't happen! Ever! That's gotta Sorry, be, that, that was loud. That's got to be a record, right? It is a record. It fucking broke the record for the lowest drop to a second weekend for a movie that opened over $100 million. And guess what? Guess what the previous record holder was? Hmm. Shrek 2. They dethroned Shrek 2. They dethroned Shrek 2. Boycott it. Everyone, Shrek 2 back in the... <laughs> Shrek 2 back in theaters. Shrek 2 Morbius double feature. Where's Morbius on this list? But here's the crazy thing, right? So, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, for example. Let me see if it has its opening weekend number on here. Um, If my computer wants to work. Um, In its opening weekend, it made $187 million. 
Holy shit. Right? Top Gun, in its opening weekend, made 126. Okay. Top Gun's 10-day total has surpassed Doctor Strange's 10-day total. Wow. That is word of mouth. That was a 60 mil difference you just said. Yes. That is word of mouth. And that is more proof that it's still the best marketing ever is make a great movie. Because what I've always said, your first weekend is how good your marketing is. Your second weekend is how good your movie is. Mm-hmm. Proof of that. Now, now what, what, what's it, what's it at right now? Does it have like, Top Gun 2? Yeah, where it's currently at. As is, of, is this thing for a bill? Or? Worldwide, it's at $583 million. So it's not going to hit a bill. It will. I think it will. Oh, you think it will? Because Doctor Strange opened to 187. He's at 911. I'll be honest. I think Doc, I think Doctor Strange is going to come short, and I think Top Gun's going to pass it. If it, if it maintains this pace, yeah, yeah. Now there is the Jurassic World of it all. There is the Jurassic di- dinosaurs. Yeah. So yeah, if it's going to depend on that drop, if it drops another fifty percent next weekend, what a fucking hold. Yeah. But now what's working against Jurassic World? The reviews aren't great. Yeah. So. Either Top Gun takes a significant drop in week three, just because there's competition now, you know, Jurassic World is out. Yeah. Or people still choose to go see Top Gun for their second, third time over Jurassic World, which would be insane. And Jurassic World's going to make money. They all make money. It dinosaurs. Di- dinosaurs. And they know it because look at any of the stories yeah. and the reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it has is because of the dime. Yeah. But... Yeah, so... And Sam Neill in a cowboy hat. thousand percent. So I just I just wanted to, to bring up the crazy box office-ness that was going on. And I, I appreciate you letting me do that. <laughs> All right, hold on. Lost Let, City's still holding, huh? Yeah, hold on. Let's see how much Morbius has made. How'd Lost City do? Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, bud. Oh, bud. Morbius has made $163 million worldwide on a budget of seventy five. So it made 2.2, uh, if only memes could make you money. All right, what if we tell Sony we were busy last weekend? But, like, if they did it again, we'd all go see it. I did, mean, did you see the average for the number? It was, like, 85 bucks per theater. Like 85 bucks per theater, which yeah. is about 30 people per theater. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Now, hold on. I'll tell you what, fucking look at Paramount fucking this year. Yeah. Coming now, out the gate with it. Lost City, Sonic 2. And then next year, Dog. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Par- now. Par- people sleep on Paramount. Yeah. Paramount movies are good. Hey, hey. I've had Paramount in the love of my life ever since they told Warner Brothers, no, Henry Cavill cannot shave. Go fuck yourself. Henry Cavill cannot shave. Also, we're making a Halo show. <laughs> that I still haven't finished. I'm only halfway through. But. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yep. And they have the Godfather. And what about Daddy? Oh. Do they also have Godfather 2? And 3. They got 3? Yeah. What about the offer? That too. You can stream that exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Nice. Paramount is also the only one that changed their icon to a gay icon. That's true for Pride Month. Paramount and Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Vodka's gay rights. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Yes. 
Dude, Doctor Strange has made 4.6 times its budget on a budget of $200 million. That's shmoney. By the way, I'm happy to report that Doctor Strange 2 is Sam Raimi's highest grossing film of all time. What was the one before that? Probably Spider-Man 3. 3, you think? That makes sense. Oh, should be higher. Evil Dead 2 should have made $8.7 billion. <laughs> And Army I of Darkness know. should have made $8.3 billion. Yes. And Darkman. Darkman, The Quick and the Dead, A Simple Plan. Great filmmaker. Um, Listen, I don't think Doctor Strange... I think Doctor Strange is going to come just shy of a billion. I want Sam Raimi to have a billion-dollar movie so bad, Nick. <laughs> I want it so bad. And Doctor Strange 3. I hope so. Who they should get the original director back. Scott Derrickson. He's, who's great. I can't wait for the black phone. I fucking cannot wait for the black phone. But anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the return of the roundtable. I know I that this so. one came out on a Thursday, at least hopefully if I do my job. Mm-hmm. But um, from now on, we're going to film on Mondays. They should be up on Tuesdays. We're pretty much back. We might take a little break to film the rest of our movie. But uh, I actually, I think I think we should be good. We probably won't take a break. But that's pending. We're okay and rolling. Um, soon I'm going to make a video just addressing some changes coming to the channel. But um, other than that, you can look forward to the Movie Nights Roundtable coming back every Tuesday for the foreseeable future. Nick, you got anything you want to add? Take care, brush your hair. Take care, brush your hair. Be kind, rewind. Hashtag we'll s- Agent Cleary. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>